What's going on, everybody? Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And on today's episode, we're here to talk about all about the Jaguars woot woot, and all about the AFC South. And we've got a special je- special guest joining us to talk about that with us. So we're super excited to have him. Now let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's going on, y'all? This is Eric, your ranting co-host. It's uh good to be back i didn't get to be in the last couple of football episodes but obviously with the afc south and me being a jags fan obviously i had to be in this one so i'm ready to go and uh i will let our guest introduce himself to the show hello i am uh chris or the sheriff allen on twitter and i also have an ebay it it says uh Crib Mac. It's hard to say because it cut off my name, but it's basically Chris Maxwell, 33, without the S. And uh, I sell cards on there from baseball, football to basketball. And uh, I'm a Jags fan <laughs> and <the> Pelicans. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Um, so you were actually uh, one of the, this was a couple months ago, but Chris was the goat for me when it came to the subscriber challenge that we had because man you pull off some heroics getting your friends <laughs> to subscribe to clutch crew sports i really appreciate that because i got to roast eric because of that and, and oh i needed gosh. i needed all of your, <laughs> your help all, all your friends that you got to subscribe to clutch crew sports i needed that man so this is the first time we've got to talk physically so yeah. um, i want to say thanks for for that um, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we could pull it off. Yeah. Um, and then also, too, man, tell us a little bit more specifically, I guess, like how you got started in collecting cards and selling them on eBay. Like, what was it that, that made you interested in it? So I was uh, just scrolling on Twitter like I normally do. And then uh, seen a couple of videos of some breaks. And that's uh, just basically people buy into whatever team they want, and then someone will open up a big box. And if the card is whatever that person has of that team, they'll basically get that card. So I, I decided to look up some of these prices of these cards, and it kind of kind of shocked me. And this was about first week of July. And then uh, went to the store, bought some, and then just start listing them on eBay. That's cool, man. Uh, so since I've seen you actually doing that, you post your eBay auctions um, frequently on Twitter. I, I see those posts. And mm-hmm. uh, I've, as a kid, had a football card collection that I had, but I never really had it for the intentions of, like, you know, profit long-term or anything. They were just, yeah. like, fun to have to, like, trade with my cousins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, seeing the the kind of prices that these cards go for sometimes, man, it's it's crazy. Like, you, <laughs> um, I've bought a couple of cards um, from eBay and other places too since uh, since I saw you doing it. Uh, it kind of got like my passion back into it. So thanks yeah. for uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Man. <laughs> yeah, any Jaguars cards I keep and any Pelicans cards I keep. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> man. <laughs> like I, I yeah. actually um, bought a. That's auto uh, Caleb on chase on rookie card recently. So definitely okay. going to be keeping that one. Uh, hopefully he turns out well for the Jags. Um, so I got a Lavishka. <laughs> oh man. Nice. I was, uh, yeah. I might, I might be wanting to get one of those too. 
because um, he's I think he's going to end up being real good for us. So mm-hmm. let's start here with the AFC South. And I would want to ask you real quick before we get into the questions for the episode. But how exactly did you become a Jags fan? What's the story behind it? So pretty much every year. Well, first of all, I'm I'm from Detroit, Michigan, a little, like 25 minutes north. And, uh, you know, being a Lions, watching the Lions as a kid, didn't really see much. <laughs> so every year I pretty much follow quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers in college and just pick them and watch where they go in the draft and just kind of watch them throughout their career. And I just didn't want to be a fan of the Lions anymore. And it just happened to so be the year that my favorite quarterback was Blake Bortles from UCF. And I decided whatever team he went to, that was my new favorite team. And sure enough, he went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the rest is history. <laughs> that's That's got to be the most bizarre uh, way to become a fan. <laughs> but, Blake you Bortles, know, baby. The boat. <laughs> <laughs> Jags fans, you know. However you become a Jags fan, I don't I really don't care cuz we need as many Jags fans in this world as possible. So um, I'm glad that Blake Bortles I mean I'm not glad Blake Bortles is on the Jaguars. At least you Yeah, I mean looking back it. at it, it may have not been the best pick, but at least it got me here. Yeah, <laughs> and and you stuck with us too after he left too. So you know, you're yeah. committed to this team. Um Obviously, we had that good season in 2017. That's where we're uh-huh. hoping to, hoping to go back to. But uh, all right, so let's get started here. Uh, for this season specifically, what's your expectations for this team? Do you think it's going to be a playoff team, uh, surprise people, or you think that it's going to be like all the experts think and we're going to have the worst record? Well, going back to 2017, that year, some people saw it coming but really it came out of nowhere considering the year they had prior. I think it was like three and 13 maybe. Mm-hmm. But so after that year and then 2018, I, it's hard to say expectation wise. I mean, I obviously hope they do good, but considering Minshew went six and six as a starter, I expect him at least to play 500 ball. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess now I'll ask Eric, um, another Jags fan on the podcast here. We haven't heard much from Eric so far, but Eric, what's your general expectations for the Jaguars? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat with Chris here. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that think we're going to be the worst team in the NFL and we're for sure going to be picking number one in the draft next year and all that. But we're, we've got some new additions that we've made you know, compared to last season and we still went six and 10, even with the whole debacle of the Nick Foles thing and ha- Jalen Ramsey, having, yeah, the whole <laughs> Jalen Ramsey trade drama and all the injuries and just everything else that happened. We still went six and 10. So I definitely think 500 is a realistic possibility. I don't think, I don't think we're going to be 2017 good. I don't think we're going to come out of nowhere and get the AFC title game or anything like that. But I do think we're going to surprise people, though, just because of how bad everybody thinks we're going to be. I, I, I don't see a two and fourteen type of season like most people do. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'll explain why later on, but I, I like both of your answers to that. Um, 
if you're not a Jags fan, you probably would just assume that we're the worst team imaginable. But when you look at the roster, it's not actually as bad. And you look at the schedule. Yeah, true. Um, It's not as bad as it could be. (laughs) Yeah, no, it could be worse. Play the Ravens once. That that game I should be worried about. Clay's Campbell's return. Oh, God. (laughs) That's... uh, that's one that, that probably every Jags fan thinks is going to be a loss. But um, mm-hmm. all right. So my next question, though, is going to be uh, who are you most excited for about on the team? You can pick an offensive player and a defensive player, just someone on both sides of the football that you're most excited to watch this year. Honestly, for offense, I would say Leonard Fournette. I feel like he's on a mission. I feel like he's out to prove himself this year. Because he knows everyone's down in this team. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he believes in Minshew. So I feel like he's going to go hard this year. And I'm really excited to see how he does as long as he stays healthy. Knock on wood. Yes, sir. And then for defense, Josh Allen. I'm excited to see how he does without Jan. He's now the leader. And he's going to teach Caleb on how, how to do things around there. And I'm excited to see him teach Caleb on and basically make a name for himself yeah for sure i'm i'm totally excited to see what josh allen does um uh it seems like with the national media he kind of gets forgotten because everybody's in love with nick bosa but i guess Mm -hmm. my question to you is like do do, i i personally think josh allen's better than nick bosa do you agree with that yeah i mean they had similar stats and he played way less snaps than nick bosa so i'm excited if they play the same amount of snaps, I, that's when you can compare. Yeah, and, and also too the the Forty ers were so much better of a team. Mm-hmm. He didn't he They're didn't have to worry team. about um, <laughs> double teams. Yeah, Super Bowl. Of course. <laughs> um, whereas the Jags, you know, Josh Allen was like the guy to stop. Uh, you know, Yon mm-hmm. and Clays were there, but still, uh, Josh was. Um, you know, you he didn't get 49- as much snaps. Forty ers spent like. The past four or five years, first round picks on D line. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, I'll, I want to hear about Eric though on the offense. I, I have a feeling I, you're not going to pick Leonard Fournette, but who would be your offensive pick, Eric? My offensive pick that I'm most excited about to see is DJ Chark because his rookie year was not very good, but then he turned it around and had an amazing year too for the most part and and he had the whole issue with the inconsistency of having different quarterbacks starting at different times and just you know different things like that but still had a really good season so now that we know that this year like Minshew's the guy and as long as he stays healthy he's going to be the starter like I'm really excited to see what DJ Chart can do this year I I've got really high expectations for him all right good answer there too i i also want to see the shark attack get in the end zone quite often <laughs> this year <laughs> um uh go ahead eric uh, you not taking josh allen he's off the board but what about a defensive player yeah he would have definitely been my pick for sure but i guess where i want to go here is going to be um C.J. Henderson, I was debating between him and Miles Jack, Miles Jack because of him moving back to his more natural position. But, you know, C.J. Henderson's going to come in, and even though he's a rookie, like he's 
undoubtedly going to be the number one corner. So I want to see what he can do. Like the the ability of whether we have a good defense or a bad defense, a lot of it is going to come down to how well or not well that he does. I mean, depending on what he does, it's going to affect the whole season defensively, I think. So even though he's a rookie, we need him to step up and show that he has the talent to be a number one corner. And if he can do that, then I'll be really excited for our defense this year. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so Chris, I'm going to ask you a question here that I came up with. Um, so who out of the Duval dozen and the Duval dozen for people who don't know is referring to the 12 draft picks that we just had this year. So the top guys were, you know, Henderson, who Eric talked about, Chase on uh, LaVisca Chanel, Devon Hamilton was in the third round. And there's many other guys, but out of all the Duval dozen, uh, Chris, who do you think is going to have the best Jags career? Not necessarily career in general, but just with the Jags. Like, who do you see staying long term with this team and having a great uh, career? I would probably say Chenault because I Why think he's kind of. I think he's a low key guy. I think he's going to grow to love Jacksonville, and he's going to like. Uh, He's going to like playing with Minshew. Hopefully we keep Minshew long-term. And uh, with Chark there, and hopefully Dee Dee Westbrook, I think they'll, they'll form a good connection together, and they'll form a good bond, and hopefully he plays lights out. Yeah, I mean, Chenault's a guy who I was really happy when we drafted, where we drafted, because a lot of people said he'd be a first-rounder. And the, the early returns on him in uh, the training camp that really just started have been pretty good. Um, I've been hearing that uh, he's a real physical receiver, and, and they can do lots of different things yeah. with him, which, which is something we've never really had. Out of all players, he had the most broken tackles in his college career yeah. in the draft. And um, I'm pretty sure the player last year who had that was Debo Samuel for the 49ers. And okay. Um, so I'll take that, but, um, a lot of good comparisons have been made with, uh, with Chenault, but Eric, where are you leaning on the Duval dozen? Who do you think is going to have the best Jags career? Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to, I got to piggyback off of Chris here, like LaVisca Chenault. I mean, I will, since I don't watch as much college football as the rest of the guys on the clutch crew sports panel do, I was not very familiar with him when we drafted him. But looking at, you know, some of these like scouting websites and stuff, like they all had really high grades on him. And while we have DJ Chark, we really needed another really good wide receiver. And he kind of has that same opportunity as CJ Henderson to just step in and be a day one starter. And I'm really excited to see what he can do. He's fast. He's physical. He's I mean, he played for Colorado, so you know, some people will have different thoughts on that with it being a not as big of a school as some of the others, but I'm not worried about that. I'm, I think, I, I especially think out of all of our rookies too, I definitely think he has the biggest potential to be a great player. So obviously yeah. being a Jags fan, I'm rooting for it to happen. <laughs> and he has a great story. What's his, what's his story about? I, I, uh, I don't know if I know it. His, uh, 
he was in the car when he was, I think, 10. And his it was after they got done swimming. It was like him, his father, and a couple other family members. And his father stepped out of the car, and he had wet shoes on, and he slipped into the road and got hit. And he got oh, killed. And uh, that's why he grows out his dreads for his dad. Oh, wow. I I don't remember hearing about that, but that's um, definitely a motivating factor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. It, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, yeah not he, cool he that it happened, sense. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty cool story, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it makes so, you want to root for the guy to do good. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's... He's a humble guy too, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. He's not, um, he's not like a trash talker like some of the people we've had in the past. Um, he turned down Alabama for Colorado. Yeah, that's uh, wow. that shows you wow. who, what kind of person he is. <laughs> um, uh, so I agree with you guys. Uh, Chenault, he's got super high potential in my opinion, but I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna shout out a later round pick from the Duval dozen who I think is gonna have a really, really solid Jags career, and that's going to be Shaq Quarterman, the middle linebacker that we drafted from Miami. Um, okay. For people who don't know, he actually um, is a Jacksonville native. He, I think he went to Oakleaf High School around town. Um, so he grew up in Jacksonville. He grew up a Jags fan. I think that's uh, really good to have. Uh, for a, I mean, it's a bonus. You don't... Um, you're not going to get everybody from Jacksonville on your team, but uh, the fact that he, you know, is from Jacksonville and everything, his, he's got a lot of family here and whatnot. That's just, I think, going to make him want to be so much better and stay on this team because this is the best. This is the place he wanted to be. You know what I mean? He's been uh, loyal before he's even been on the team. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like, I don't know how many people would say Jacksonville Jaguars are their number one destination, but for him it was. Um, So that's cool that he got to be on this team. And then also, too, uh, about his talents, um, he was a day one starter, I believe, at at the University of Miami, which is pretty hard since they have a lot of talent on that uh, team. They constantly have a lot of draft picks. And he plays a middle linebacker position right now where we've got – Joe Schobert playing out, but in all reality, I don't think Schobert's going to live out the length of that contract. And I'm not as super excited about Schobert as maybe some are. I, I think he'll be good and solid, but um, I don't think he's going to have like a Clay's Campbell type of impact. So I think Shaq is going to end up seeing the field, whether it's from injury or, or just uh special teams or whatnot, I think he's going to get his chance. And I really believe in Shaq when he gets his chance that he's going to take over that middle linebacker spot. It won't be this year, but maybe two, three years down the line, he'll take that middle linebacker spot. And I think he's just going to grind to get better and better, eventually be like a Pro Bowl middle linebacker for us. What do you guys feel about Shaq? I like him. Been watching some uh, YouTube videos. He said he's been throwing up the nine oh four, or like his four since <laughs> high school, the four since high school, and I think that's really cool that he's been, already been talking about that. Yeah, for sure, Eric. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. As again, like with the college football stuff, I don't watch as much, so 
kind of like with LaVisca Chenault, I wasn't familiar with him. But one thing I'm definitely excited about this guy, though, from what I've been hearing, and as well with a lot of the people that we dropped in the Duval does, and I'm kind of just going to throw them all in together. But I've heard that out of pretty much all 12 of them, I've heard great things of all of them, including the facts that a lot of them have like leadership qualities or they have high character qualities. They're not known for causing trouble off the field or causing trouble in the locker room or different things like that. They're known in, they're known for stepping up and being leaders of their team. And that really excites me about just the whole rookie class in general. I'm excited that we're kind of starting over and some of these other personalities that we've had, even if, whether they were talented or not, you know, we've had a lot of toxic personalities in the locker room over the last few years. And I like that some of that has been, you know, weeded out a little bit and now we're getting more high character guys. And uh, Shaq, it was one of the main ones that was talked about after the draft that he took over that Miami hurricanes defense and was the leader of that unit. So I'm really excited for that and to see like where this team could be within the next few years. If you know, all of these guys are able to step up like they did in college. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Eric, why don't you ask Chris your question that you came up with? Okay. So I'm going to word it a little bit differently here though. Yeah. Just because based on what Chris said earlier, I think I know what his answer would be. So my question was, should the Jags worry about winning this year or should they focus more on the rebuild and try to get a high pick to maybe get a Trevor Lawrence or somebody like that? So I think I know what Chris is going to say based on what was talked about earlier. So I'm going to word it a little bit differently. So if it's getting to be like late in the season and the Jags are like three and nine or something, do you still focus on trying to win as many games as possible to finish the season strong or would you say hey let's try to get Trevor Lawrence or you know Fields or somebody else um if we're in the season and we're about six games below I would say I would say you still let Minshew go out there unless you're confident in the next man up and you just tell Minshew that he has to do his thing and whatever happens happens and whether that be being losing the rest of the games or winning the rest. I think having the Rams first round pick this year helps. So we have another two first round picks and uh, whether that being trading up for a quarterback, if we think that's necessary or if we think Minshew's the man going forward from after this season, I think, uh, I think we should definitely keep trying to win, but ultimately I think it's just, seeing what Minshew can do another trial year, essentially. Gotcha. Yeah. Zach, how about you, man? What are your thoughts on I, that? Yeah. I really like that answer that Chris gave because of the fact that we do have that Rams pick. So there's, there's a chance that somebody like the Bengals or dolphins or card, I guess not Cardinals probably, but what there could be a team that gets the number one pick who already has like a really young quarterback and, if we do end up feeling like we have to, you know, get Trevor Lawrence because he's the best prospect since Andrew Luck, then we actually have the capital 
to be able to make that trade and make that happen. But I mean, you never want a team to just go out and lose because, well, a the coaches and stuff aren't going to want that because they're fighting for their jobs. So they're not going to. So automatically, they're going to be trying to win. You know, Doug Marone's not. He doesn't have any room to for error to lose games unnecessarily. And that's kind of how he saved his job anyways last year because he won a bunch of games late. Um, so it's tough, man, because you want to win every game. Like, I, it's so hard to just watch this team lose and just the feeling, you know. So I would say just try and win every game. Like, let's see what Minshew's got. Let's, let's put him in the best position. Uh, hope he does really well. And if he... Basically, our record's going to show what we are with Minshew. Um, if we have a good record, he's the guy. If we have a bad record, we know who to get, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be rooting for us to win as many as we can no matter what. But at the end of the season, if we're in the number one pick spot, we're there for a reason. It's probably because Minshew played bad. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to like piggyback off of that there, like, I like I like what you said at the end. I mean, if, if we're doing well, then Minshew's obviously the answer. And if we're not, then you know it'll probably it'll probably be uh, it'll probably be time to move on. So I I think that's the best way of looking at it. But you know, if we get to a point where we're like two and ten or three yeah. and nine or something, and the playoffs are out of reach, I wouldn't be as upset if we lost the remainder of the games and got a high pick at that point where, but you know, as long as we're in it, then obviously I want yeah, to, yeah. but, and in terms of the, uh, obviously the coaches don't want to lose any game regardless, but I personally, the way Shad Khan has been, I think the Jaguars could go. zero and 16 this year and Doug Marone will still <laughs> True. be like part of it's because of what happened last year. But then also I, I think Khan is giving, Marone and Caldwell an extra chance because there was the whole blaming of everything on Coughlin last year and you know he was the reason why there was you know a divide in the locker room and so you know so then he was gone and then of course we lost a lot of veteran players and so it's almost like even though we have the same coaching staff and the COVID thing you know yeah now there's now there's coronavirus but you know we've had to basically even if there wasn't coronavirus we've basically had to rebuild again this year like we got we got rid of a lot of expensive contracts we've got a lot of young you know newly drafted newly signed guys on this team so i think even if we go Owen 16 which knock on wood that doesn't happen but i think even <laughs> if we do that doug marone and dave caldwell will get to keep their jobs for another year or so like i said if we're like two and ten or three and nine, you know, around week 12, week 13, like I wouldn't be as upset if we lost the remainder of the games, but obviously I I don't think that is going to happen, but if we are in that situation, I won't be as upset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've actually just thought up of a bonus question earlier in the show, just to ask uh, Chris to see how he feels about it. Maybe you can give a, maybe you'll rant about it or something, but Yannick Ngakwe is still a part of this team, man. So just what in general are your thoughts <laughs> on Yon? Like, what's good? What do you think will happen there? <laughs> man, that man liked my tweet when I called him Jalen number two. <laughs> <laughs> he did? <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was a while back, but I swear within minutes he liked it. And it was like seven or eight in the morning. 
Wow. I, it was pretty crazy, honestly. And, uh, but honestly, I think it's another Jalen situation where they're just wait. They're, they're not getting the value that they want. So, I mean, ultimately the Jags hold all the rights. He can sit yeah. if he wants. And that's just the year he doesn't play. It's not going to help him in free agency next year. And, uh, so I think it ultimately just someone has to give the Jags the deal that they want, or he's going to have to come back and play if he wants to leave via free agency. Yeah, I agree. And um, funny you said that he liked that uh, tweet that you said, Jalen 2.0, <laughs> because um, yeah. we actually have uh, uh, one of our co-hosts, Nate, who's not on right now, but last off season he tweeted something at AB and it was like, uh, I forget what it was, but it was like, um, it was like a subtle diss to AB, but AB actually liked and retweeted it. It was, about, all uh, about, it. It was about AB's rap song. Oh, yeah, it was about it and Nate said, like, kind of sarcastically, like, good stuff, man, or something like that. And AB actually liked it. I don't remember what Nate said exactly. I think he retweeted it also, too. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that reminded me of that. But uh, all right, so let's get now into talking more about the AFC South in general. So if you're a fan of the Titans, Texans, or Colts, you've probably skipped ahead to this part or just stomach through hearing about the Jaguars. Um, <laughs> but uh, what scares you, Chris, most about uh, the three other teams in the division? You can say a certain player or the offense or defense. Um for each of the teams. So what, what are you, what are you scared of most? Uh, well, I'll start with the Titans because my friend's a Titans fan and, uh, pretty much Derek Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the man's a beast. Once he gets going, it seems like there's no stopping him. And, uh, I was actually at the game in Nashville when he went for four touchdowns and two fifty with the 99 yarder and that that was rough (laughs) that that was a long drive home (laughs) and then uh i mean titans always seem to have good defense and uh but they did lose Jarrell casey they added Vic beasley but it seems like he's having some kind of physical problem or covid problem or i'm not exactly sure what but I, i feel like their defense may downgrade this year but I feel like with Derrick Henry there, A.J. Brown, and even Ryan Tannehill, I feel like they're still going to be as competitive as last year. And then uh, with the Colts, I'm not too worried about Phillip Rivers. I feel like he's he's going to throw a bunch of interceptions still. He's towards the end of his career. But I'm really, I'm really uh, watching out for all the young players that the Colts have, like Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, uh, was it Darius Leonard on the defense? Yeah. They have some good defensive young players, and I feel like they're building for the long term, and they still have a bunch of cap, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. they're still probably going to be players in free agency years ahead. And then Houston, I feel like uh, they've made some questionable decisions this offseason, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so I, I feel like they're going to, I mean, Deshaun Watson, good quarterbacks make bad teams look good. So he may still make them 
nine and seven, ten and six, but I don't see them like being the powerhouse they kind of were in the years past for the division. All right, so you know you've given your threats uh, for the other teams, but let's get down now to the one through four uh, seeding predictions for the AFC South. So predict uh, the standings, how you think this year will shape up with these four teams. At first, as much as it pains me to say, I, I'd probably have to go with the Titans. I feel like uh, like Derrick Henry and that offense, I feel like they're just going to keep steamrolling, especially if Henry stays healthy. And uh, second, I'd put the Jags. Nice. <laughs> whether, it, whether it be a wild card team or not. Not exactly sure, but I'd put the Jags at second. At third, I'd put the Colts. I feel like Phillip Rivers will lose them some games down the stretch. And then fourth, I have Houston. I feel like they're just going to downgrade, and whether they get rid of Bill O'Brien or not, that'll be a future decision. But Hopefully not. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's just making all the – wrong moves for that team and he's driving them to the ground and just basically doing what the Colts did with Andrew Luck early on. Yeah. All right. So there's Chris's one through four. Eric, I'm curious to hear about your one through four. Uh, what do you have? It's crazy, man. Just cause even as we've been sitting here talking about it, I kind of go back and forth on it. I, I really think out of, all of the divisions in football that the ASC South is the hardest one to predict what's going to happen. We kind of had the same thing happen last year, but I, I was talking with uh, Zach and Connor off the air before we started this. And I feel like the ASC South is like the only division where you could make a case for every team to win the division and you could make a case for every team to finish last in the division. I, it, it's <laughs> yeah. really, it's really difficult to predict. Um, but for me, I'm in agreement here with Chris. I've got to put the Titans at number one, unfortunately. They had that great playoff run last year. And and also, in addition to the player I fear the most from our rivals, Derrick Henry, obviously. like He just always seems to have our number almost every time we go against them. Like They might as well just give him the ball every play against us because we can't stop him. But... Um, but my, my hope is what will happen here is that the way he didn't have as great of a game against the chiefs in the playoffs, I felt like their defense did a great job containing him and hopefully, you know, other teams paid close attention to that, but I just, I still think the Titans have a great all around team. And so that's why I'm, I don't really love Ryan Tannehill, but I still feel like overall they have a great team. So I'm putting them number one. And then I, at second, am going to put the Colts. I, I'm in agreement with Chris that I don't really worry about Phillip Rivers as much. I not really. I was kind of – I wasn't surprised necessarily that the Colts were the team that picked him, but I was su- surprised that they wanted to get him because he <laughs> seemed to have a really – bad year last year and the year before that wasn't super great either like he's you can tell his arm strength is fading he's 
not as good. But again, just like with the Titans, though, what scares me about this team is their running game. I mean, Marlon Mack is already really good. And then they brought in Jonathan Taylor in the draft, who's been one of the best running backs in college football in a long time. That running game just scares me. I think they're going to win a lot of games with time of possession and managing the clock and just grinding out wins against their opponents. So, and then I am, I debated on whether I was going to put the Jags third or fourth, but I'm, I'm going to be a homer here. I'm not going to put them last. I'm going nice. to go, I'm going to go with the Jags third. I, as I said earlier, I do think we're going to surprise people. We're not going to be like a two and 14 team. Like people think we're going to be, uh, we have more talent than people think. I think people, a lot of people think just because Jalen Ramsey and Calais Campbell are gone that we don't have any talent now, but we've still got a good amount of good pieces to build towards the future. Uh, I don't know if we'll make the playoffs or anything, but I think eight and eight is a realistic possibility. And then I'm going to have to put the Texans last. I They have the best quarterback in the division easily, but I'm more concerned about the rest of their team. Uh, I feel like their defense is going to be fading a little bit. J.J. Watt's getting pretty old, and he's still pretty injury-prone. I And, uh, of course, they you know, they already have not had Clowney. So I, I just don't think their defense is as good as what it was before. And then... With DeAndre Hopkins being gone, I mean, that is going to be so much bigger than people realize, I think. I mean, they've got pretty good, you know, they've got some other good receivers like Will Fuller, but he also is, has been injury prone. Kiki Kuti has been injury prone. They've had a lot of issues at wide receiver outside of DeAndre Hopkins. And they've also had the benefit of having Hopkins to draw the double teams that allow these other guys to be free and one-on-one coverage and they're not going to have that luxury anymore with uh Hopkins being gone I I would just I would love to know what Bill O'Brien was thinking when he made that trade because then David Johnson at running back also injury from him so I I, I don't I don't they're know two rece- what... go ahead two rec- they're two receivers they added this year I believe Brandon Cooks and Randall Randall Cobb both injury prone I mean <laughs> <laughs> I yeah so it I just don't know man I I just I don't think this is the Texans year so I, I'm slotting them last so I I did predict them to win the division last year and a lot of people disagreed with me and I got that one right so hopefully I'll get this one right again and but they'll they'll be last this time <laughs> <laughs> all right Zach what's your order all right so Eric you said earlier you can make a case for a team to finish first or last <laughs> And my first team is actually going to be the Texans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything you yeah. guys said about yep. the the team getting worse. I think they did. But I this is an opinion I have that's uh, controversial to a lot. But I do think um, Deshaun Watson is better than Mahomes. Uh, I just think Mahomes gets the benefit of all the weapons like the tight ends, the offensive line, the running backs, the um, the receivers, the how fast that they are and stuff. He's great, obviously. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Watson, Deshaun Watson, has played with a terrible offensive line his whole career. And just the stuff he does. I mean, that London game that the Jags played them in, I don't know how many times I thought I was like, yes, he's sacked. And then 
and then he's not, and he just ate us alive in that game. And I feel like he does that all the time. You saw it in the playoffs against the Bills. He like willed that team to beat the Bills. Man, he just put them on. Crazy. His, he just put them on his back basically, and just said, "All right, I'm doing this." Um, so I respect that a lot. I think, you know, like Eric said, he's by far the most proven quarterback in the division. So out of respect for that, I usually go with the best quarterback. I usually tend to put as winning the division, usually not in every case, but in this case I will, since I think the other teams are um, similar. I think from first to worst in this division is very thin compared to other divisions. Like I don't think any of these teams are really bad, but I don't think any of these teams are really great. So it's a lot of average to above average teams here. Um, but I trust the quarterback, Deshaun Watson, the most. So I've got Houston at number one. And then at number two, I've got Tennessee. Um, I contemplated putting them even further down than number two. Uh, I hope they finish worse than number two. Hopefully they finish last. Um, but here's the, here's the thing, though, is like Derrick Henry, um, he's really good, but he gets about half of his yards in a season against the Jaguars, but against every other team, he's like every, he's like any other running back. I mean, the playoffs, he was pretty good, but uh, he's seriously though. He just destroys the Jaguars. But when the Titans play other teams, sometimes he's just forgotten about. Um, And then another thing too, about the Titans, why I have them not winning the division is I really think the Titans are fool's gold like the Jaguars were in 2017. Everybody got hyped about them, and they both lost the AFC Championship game. Uh, so I, I'm i putting them in like that same boat that the Jaguars had, but it's the Titans, so they're probably going to go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. <laughs> <laughs> So I think, I think that's going to be second place for them. But I'm not as afraid of them as I was before. I just don't believe in them as much. And losing losing Casey is a huge sigh of relief for me because he was a he was just a monster for their defensive line. And uh, glad he's gone now. <laughs> and they only it's got like a seven, sixth or seventh round pick seventh, too. Seventh round pick. Everybody yeah, that's crazy. Everybody was making fun of us for for um, Campbell trading him for like a fifth round pick, but the <laughs> Titans gave up Casey for a seventh round pick, and nobody talks about it. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I've got the Titans at second, and I've got the Jags at third. Of course, I don't think the Jags are going to finish last. I I think everybody's sleeping on them, and in the NFL, like everybody claims to be an expert, but they're always wrong. When it comes to these predictions, um, I think the Jags are going to be that team that nobody really knows who we have anymore. But the true fans, you know, the Jags fans, are know that this team is so much better than the team like um, of 2013, back in like the Blaine Gabbert era. Oh, like those gosh. teams, <laughs> those teams mind. had no talent at all and won like three or four games and Minshew last year won six games, you know, like Christian said at the beginning, he went six and six. Yeah. Like Um, three comeback, uh, game winning drives as well. And you, you gotta just assume that he's going to be better one because he knows he's the starter so that they're planning the offense through him. 
last year they were using Foles' offense. Um, so that's one reason why. Second reason, every quarterback basically seems to take a jump in year two. It's so hard to be a good rookie, but having that second year is when you see a huge leap forward. So I think that's really likely to happen with Minshew. And then third, two, um, just there's a lot of people that need to prove a lot of things like Leonard Fournette. Um, Minshew needs to prove that coaches need to prove everybody's got like something to play for something, uh, something that they need to fight for, for their job or for their roster spot or whatever. So it's a really hungry team. It's a really young team, but that's why I think they'll finish third because I think they're too young to finish better than that, but they have so much more talent than people think it think they do and i've seen jaguars teams with worse talent than they have right now even with all the people opting out and getting hurt and whatnot but um so that i've got the jags at third and then i've got the colts at fourth and it's not really because the colts team because i think the team is great actually they've got a great offensive line quentin nelson uh man i wish we had him on our offensive line um he's he's their best player uh, but like you said, Darius Leonard's nice. They have a bunch of really nice pieces on their team. But I'm just not at all a fan of Phillip Rivers right now. And a lot of people will say, oh, he just had a bad offensive line in, in uh, the L.A. Chargers. But uh, I watched some Chargers games, and, and he made a lot of bad decisions that weren't caused by the offensive line. So I feel like that's uh, more of a problem because... He was making bad decisions with a bad offensive line. With a good offensive line, that's that's even going to be even worse for him to make bad decisions with, um, because they're doing their they're doing so much work, and then just to see him throw an interception, they're just going to get pissed off. I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's, Controversy it's, in Indy. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I think he's washed up and done. Uh, you signed a one-year deal, right? Yeah, one-year deal. Mm-hmm. So it's it's too I bad. It's like, a four-year deal. Yeah, <laughs> but, but still, um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Jacoby Brissett steps in for him just because he's too fragile and gets hurt or if he's just playing so bad that they just go back to Brissett. Um, wouldn't surprise me. I just think I just think Philip Rivers is his prime of his career is long past. Uh, I don't expect anything good. If anything, I expect him to be bad. So I think he's going to bring that team down. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. They could finish first, but that's just how I see it playing out. Um, but yeah, any uh, any final thoughts on the Jags guys before we wrap this up? Uh, just pretty much looking forward to seeing what Minshew can do. Uh, can't really shoot for the moon, but can't shoot for rock bottom either considering what he did last year and i'm just really excited uh hopefully the season actually happens oh yeah first of all (laughs) yeah hopefully everything's good with that and they get everything planned out and uh just looking forward to some football especially with no college for the most part yeah um eric what are your final thoughts here before we wrap this up yeah same man this is the first football episode i've been in since like i guess back in 
free agency or something or whatever. <laughs> so I just, the fact, just getting to talk about football again is exciting. And I'm just so ready for the season to be here. Like, you know, like Chris said, hopefully it does happen, but I'm just ready for any football at this point. I I've been enjoying the NBA and the, their playoffs are starting, but I, football is my favorite. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm ready for it to be here. So yeah, and uh, obviously, I'm hopeful that we're all completely wrong about the Jaguars and that we're going to go 16 and 0 and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, man, nobody saw us. Nobody saw us coming out in 2017. This could be the same thing when we have no expectations. That's our time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. So, all right. Well, let's... week one, home against the Colts, and they haven't uh, beat oh, they us have. in Jacksonville since 14, I believe. Yeah. No, we, we beat up on the Colts at home, so I, that we got to win that game. If we win that mm-hmm. game, that could really be a positive thing for the team moving forward just to get that week one win. Um, all right, guys, so that's going to wrap things up for this episode. Thanks, Chris, for being on. Uh, this is your no problem. First, this is uh, your first ever time being on a podcast, so you did a, a pretty good job for that. I know it's a lot of nerves and stuff when you get on the microphone for the very first time, but... Yeah. Uh, the more you do this, you know, the better you get at it. So don't feel discouraged or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, but before we leave, who wants to join me in a Duval? I got to be kind of quiet because I don't want to wake up, you know, in the whole neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but let, let's go on three, guys, as quiet as you can be without waking everybody up. But three, two, one, go. Duval. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, man. That's. <laughs> I'm glad we got to do all that. The, all the Titans, Colts, and Texans fans just unsubscribed. To <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Chris, for being on, man. Uh, pleasure yep. to have you. Yeah. Yep. Man. Thank you again. Yep. All right, guys, and that's all. Peace.